Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for a rapid reaction. It is Tim May. It is Spencer Holbrook. It is Woody Hayes. And it was Gene Smith and Christina M. Johnson, the president of the university and the athletic director, uh, not respectively, I guess. I said those out of turn, but... They spoke today about one thing and one thing only, UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten and exactly what it means for everything, for college football, for Ohio State, for academics, um, for the future of the country, I guess. Because for air, for uh, the furthering of airfare, uh, uh, yeah. airlines in the United States, the greater United States. We, we touched on a lot of things today, but it all came back to one thing. That was the news yesterday that broke uh, pretty rapidly and then was a done deal pretty rapidly. Yeah. UCLA and USC are now in the Big Ten as of August 2nd, 2024. Tim, this is the first time speaking since then. Instant reaction to just the news in general. Bottom line is, in this in this age, I even texted uh, Gene this. I mean, you know, people want to look at the past. They want to look at tradition, et cetera. That, that train has so left the station, it's ridiculous in the last 20 years with uh, conference expansions, uh, conference going in and plucking the, the low-hanging fruit from these uh, from these big-time conferences that want some kind of alignment going into the future. It's all driven by, by basically the potential for even more and more uh, television dollars, uh, media rights dollars, uh, for one of another term, and uh, that is definitely what this is. Uh, UCLA and USC buddied up and said, "We're going to present ourselves as a package, and we're going to present ourselves pretty much to the Big Ten first. Yeah, you got the impression that this was going to happen, that USC and UCLA were going to leave the Pac-12 no matter what." They gave the uh, Big Ten first dibs, and the Big Ten jumped at it. And how can you not, I mean, uh, from the standpoint of making the Big Ten a footprint from sea to shining sea in the United States of America, but also what it can mean from a media rights standpoint from the mega dollars that are going to be coming from this. You know, like we talked about before we started here, you either jump on this train now or that train, you're never going to catch that train again. And, you know, and I'm looking out there right now, there's only one other school that I think still needs to jump on a train in a full-time basis. That's Notre Dame. That's the uh, the alma mater of Gene Smith. He, he even pointed that. out that uh, when I asked him about it, he even pointed out the fact that you know he thinks Notre Dame probably should be in a conference. They almost joined the Big Ten many years ago, and I didn't mean to jump all the way to that, but you still feel like there's another at least one more and possibly two more shoes to drop in this thing uh, as this thing moves forward. But the Big Ten with 16 members, just like the Southeastern Conference now, is going to have 16 members with Oklahoma and Texas joining. Um, you know, uh, times they are changing. Yeah, and when you look at, I guess, spring this forward, we can touch on that first before we get into Ohio State specifically. But, you know, the, the most logical next steps for the Big Ten would be, I don't know, Washington and Oregon or uh, – Stanford and, and Notre Dame, which I think would kind of be a package deal with trying to bring that rivalry into the league, uh, or Cal and Stanford as far as academic-wise and prestige and things like that. But yeah. you just don't know where those programs' heads are. Well, we know exactly where Notre Dame's head is, and they want to stay independent for as long as possible. But I guess now moving forward, I asked Jeans very specifically, 
Uh, he was talking about the Big Ten, and he did a great job, I will admit, of co- towing the company line of this is good for the Big Ten, the Big Ten, the Big Ten. And I had had enough of it, and I just asked, what about Ohio State? How does this impact Ohio State, and how is it good for Ohio State? And he really gave a good answer on how aggressive Ohio State needs to be right now to stay ahead, yeah. how much this helps them with their money, and how much this impacts the future of Ohio State and not necessarily just the Big Ten. And I thought that was one of the more interesting things that he pointed out was just how adamant he was about Ohio State and not the Big Ten, where usually he's a guy who's willing to take the Big Ten talking point and, and really stick with it. Yeah, I mean, he's always been, for one of another term, a, a, a good member of the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he pointed out, even uh, in, in 2020, when suddenly the Big Ten announced it was not going to play football that fall, you know, he revealed finally, uh, straightforward with us uh, just a little while ago, that he immediately was possibly for going for an independent situation, at least for that season, uh, much like his uh, cohort at Nebraska was pushing. The point is, there comes a time when you got to think about yourself first. And, uh, but for the most part, you know, I don't think anybody can argue that Ohio State, Ohio State has been a good, outstanding member of the Big Ten, they've, of helping of helping raise all boats. They've carried the flag for the league, and now, Correct. like, I don't mean to cut you off, but... But, but everybody needs a league, you know, yeah. that's why he's talking about, about Notre Dame. You, you know, you don't want to see yourself as becoming too big for the league, like Texas did when Texas in the Big 12. Like he said, there were four tiers. He was in the Big 12 when they negotiated one of their deals, and there were like four tiers of schools in the Big 12 at one point, with Texas on the very top with its own television uh, network, et cetera, which, by the way, hasn't been that great of a, of a hit. But the point is, you can't just be looking out for yourself anymore. But these, these clubs now, 16-team SEC, 16-team Big Ten, dude, those are two huge voting blocks in whatever, whatever comes forward. Yeah, and when you look at the Big Ten, you spin this forward. Uh, Gene Smith made sure to talk about how there is weight to be carried in this league. Ohio State has been at the top of, I think he said, the top of the pyramid for a long time now. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he was meaning to throw shade at any other schools, but when we think of the Big Ten, we think of Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and Wisconsin. Well, there's only one of those at the top of the pyramid. And I think this is the first time I've ever heard Gene Smith actually, you know, come out and just outright say, there's no one else that matches Ohio State. Well, now you bring in USC and UCLA with the largest media market you know, west of the Mississippi and two massive massive alumni bases yeah. and all the attention that comes with the Los Angeles market onto the Big Ten. You are talking about two programs that immediately step into this league and can carry weight. Do they carry the same weight that Ohio State does in a meeting room with 13 other programs that have respected Ohio State's opinion and have gone along with Ohio State for a long time? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there is weight to be claimed in this league and Michigan hasn't done it because the president didn't seem to care about football or athletics the last few years. Michigan State hasn't done it. Penn State hasn't taken that weight. So who's, who's that weight going to fall on now? Ohio State and USC. And UCLA to an extent, but I think Ohio State and USC emerge as the two heavyweights of this conference when this is all said and done. It was, late, it was the late, great Jim Truman. Uh, uh, I got to know in auto racing. Um, uh, his team won the 1986 Indy 500 with Bobby Ray but he had a great line. He goes, lead, follow, lead, comma, follow, comma, or get the hell out of the way. And that's, 
Gene Smith, I mean, and Christina M. Johnson do not discount what she has brought to the fore as the president of Ohio State. She understands the weight that this, uh, that this university carries. I mean, the impact it has, not just nationally, but internationally from an alumni base, from the, you know, I mean, wow. Talk about audacious, uh, getting the copyright to the, at least when it refers to big time institutions, et cetera. The word the, that just shows you what this is all about. And now, finally, like you said, they're not throwing elbows, but they are throwing their weight around. And I think it's, it can only be a good thing for Ohio State and the Big Ten moving forward. And I, you know, I've, I've said this many times, Spencer, when you look right now, when these things are happening, and you look at a couple of conferences like the Big, the big Ten and the SEC, and there are several members in both of those conferences who are sitting there, I'm sure, in their most honest moments going, wow, I'm glad we were in this at the, at the beginning because would we be invited to be in it now? And uh, that's exactly what you're talking about. You're looking at a $100 million payday for Purdue, for Illinois, Northwestern, yeah. Rutgers, yeah. Maryland, all of these schools, because we asked Gene, he's not interested at all in a tier system as far as no. school payouts and revenue. Not now, especially. I mean, obviously Rutgers and uh, Maryland had to wait their turn to get a full share. Yeah. It, it just, reading between the lines from what Gene was telling us, it looks like USC and UCLA probably will come into this as full share members. Yes. And, and their presidents uh, in announcing this on late on, uh, what was that, Thursday night, made the point that yes, media rights, finances are, are a very big part of this from the standpoint of being able to maintain the, the uh, sports programs that they have. You know, neither one of them have as many varsity sports, for example, as Ohio State, which I think still leads the nation with 36 varsity sports. They're going to have to add a 37th beach yeah, volleyball. Apparently. Exactly. I threw that in there because if they're going to play on the Tim May Beach volleyball court, you need a team to do it, right, with a coach and scholarships. But the point being, you know, that, that's what Ohio State has not gotten credit for. And I'm not sitting here beating the drum for Ohio State just cheerleader fashion, but the fact of how many opportunities they do give uh, from a scholarship standpoint for athletes is crazy compared to like an Alabama and some of these other schools in the SEC, Texas. They don't have nearly as many varsity sports. So you've got to keep lubricating that engine and the lubrication comes from the uh, media rights deals primarily for for football and men's basketball. And so we'll see where that goes. The logistics were It's gonna be big though. The logistics were touched on a little bit. Everybody's got questions about travel. Gene Smith and Christina Johnson have questions about travel. Yeah. Um, they, they admitted that they're not figured out yet, that they're going to have to iron those details out. The good news for them is they have two years to do it. They've got two years to figure out a full travel plan, you know, whether that's a new rule in the conference where you have, if you're playing USC and UCLA on the road, they need to happen in the same week. Exactly. Or, you know, which will happen. USC comes to comes across the the time zones for you know only twice every winter for basketball, but football, none of that travel stuff or crap, if I can say, matters because they fly right. private. Every single school is going to get $100 million. You better have the facilities to house these people. You better have the, uh, the resources to make everything you know, happen. Because if you're going to give the folks in Champaign and the folks in Bloomington $100 million and the folks in West Lafayette $100 million, they need to figure it out. And yeah. I think that's the bottom line. And so logistics are going to be an issue, but I think they're willing to work those things out because they have two years to do so. For UCLA and USC... Well, there, one thing that's not going to change is how far you have to fly yes. from, from L.A. 
to, to the east, to the eastern time zone. And, and let me just jump in there real quick. The bottom line is, for Ohio State, that may be one trip a year, if that, because you're not going to play USC and UCLA every year. On but the road, for, at yeah, least. But for, exactly, on the road. But for USC and UCLA, every other game in the conference is probably going to be on the road. Yep. Meaning you're going to be flying four and five hours uh, uh, to go places. I'm talking about from a football standpoint and a basketball standpoint. Uh, but like like you said, if you make it a, a West Coast swing <laughs> for, for Big Ten teams going out there and, and vice versa, same thing and uh, an Eastern time zone swing for like the uh, UCLA and USC basketball teams, things can work out pretty well. And we haven't even touched on really the impact of anybody but Ohio State. Uh, for UCLA and USC, it's pretty apparent that this is a... This is an upgrade for them. This is an upgrade and this is a... I would go ahead and just chalk the, this entire failure for the Pac-12 up to Larry Scott and the multitude of failures that he had during his time. We don't talk about that very much because this is an Ohio State show and we could talk about it if well, we when, when Jim Delaney came up with the Big Ten Network uh, and it worked, that sent everybody scrambling. But, and you were always behind. I mean, you know, finally the SEC got affiliated with uh, with ESPN, which pretty much drives their network, just like uh, Ohio State. I mean, excuse me, the Big Ten got affiliated with Fox. But the Big Ten Network is, in my opinion, still the superior thing out there from a money, uh, money raising standpoint, et cetera. And the Pac-12 could never get it figured out. They couldn't get it on. Well, the other thing was how, you know, do not discount Ohio State with 25,000 alumni in the Southern California area, you know. I'm Who not, would rather watch the Big Ten Network correct. than would rather watch the Pac-12 Network, and that's one of the... The footprint is ridiculous. That's one of the problems I think the Pac-12 always had was they couldn't get the network onto cable boxes. They couldn't get deals with cable networks, and so nobody saw the Pac-12 Network. But again, that's for another time. Yeah. I'm going to cut us off, or else we would stand here with Woody for the next probably three hours and just let this thing roll and, and talk about yeah. everything. But it's amazing how quickly it's going to happen. Though. Oh, absolutely. 24, 2024 is when it's going to start, and that's two years down the road. See, and the weirdest thing is the Texas Oklahoma <coughs> announcement happened a year ago. Ohio State is set to welcome USC and UCLA officially before Texas and Oklahoma get into the yeah. SEC, apparently, allegedly. We'll yeah. see if that timeline A lot of Lee's in there, but you're exactly right. A lot of yeah. Lee time. Yeah, and, and we'll see if that all adds up. But that's the bottom line. USC, UCLA, in the Big Ten officially starting August 2nd, 2024. Gene Smith, Christina Johnson touched on it all this morning, and we will have it all at LettermanRow.com. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, LettermanRow.com. We will see you there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.